Welcome to Grimdark Live, weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight I got a different guest with me tonight. I got the old uh, old guy himself, man. I got the grandson of Behemoth. Steve, what do you hear? What do you say, bud? What are you trying to say? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to say a lot, man, but I'm going to save that for the show. Will you stop? <laughs> hey, man. Welcome back to the show. I appreciate you uh, you, you covering. Tonight, folks, uh, we've got... Um, we got Chuck and we got Justin and we got Randy, the nice guy in tabletop wargaming. Those guys are all going to take the day off. They're all out getting massages, and I'm not going to tell you who's massaging who. Will you stop? Sorry about that. All right. So here we are, man. We uh, we got Steve and myself tonight on the show. Steve, how you doing, man? I am doing fine, sir. How are you? I tell you what, man. I'm still crazy as ever. But you know, we've had quite an adventurous couple of uh, couple of days here, man. Actually, yeah, quite, quite an quite an adventurous since March. Wouldn't you say that? Isn't that a good way to put it? Well. You know what? We report, you decide, as they say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the best way to uh, to sum that one up. But yeah, you know, we, uh, we we got a heck of a show for you here tonight, folks. We're gonna, we got uh, we got some stuff in the news. We're going to be going through. Plus, we're going to be talking about Soul Blight. We got uh, we got those guys. We're going to be touching on that one. Of course, Steve is is an old bastard. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, the first time that he ever got into Warhammer, the rule book just said bang two rocks together. So uh, <laughs> he's been doing this for a while. So as a matter of fact, he was one of the original vampires. Uh, and, and that's probably why a lot of people say that he sucks. Anyway, so. Oh, wow. Wow. See, I tell you, vampire humor, really, dude? I know. I know. With friends like me, who needs enemas, right, Steve? Exactly. <laughs> All right. No, actually, we um, we actually have a pretty good show tonight. But first, I want to say this. You know, hello and thanks to everyone for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live. And uh, welcome to our show. And thanks for being part of the experience here tonight with us. Uh, and please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. All right, gang. So let's go ahead and get rolling on this one because... Um, you know, Steve, I'm, I'm going to open up like this. You know, the Soulblight Gravelords, the pre-order, as we all know, was this past Saturday, which means that the army is going to be in everybody's sweaty palms by this Saturday. You know, you know. So you at know, least half the army. At least half the army. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's funny is, akin to the vampire counts of Warhammer Fantasy, the, the Soulblight have so far existed as a subsidiary army uh, in the order of, of death. is that I guess that's a safe way to put it. But now they're becoming a fully-fledged force. You know, I, I always felt that after leaving Warhammer Fantasy Battles, uh, they were kind of tucked under the armpit of Nagash in Legions of Nagash. And now that they're out kind of, again, standing on their own two feet, uh, I love it. I mean, Steve, let's hear a little bit, man. I mean, you've been all about this army long before its debut. Yeah, I think that they didn't know what to do with the vampires. Um they weren't ready to give them their own book yet back in AOS one or AOS two. And I think that the legions of Nagash was kind of like their bandaid book until they decided where they wanted to go with death. Um, but unfortunately what ended up happening is um, 
people started using Nagash and just creating these horde armies with skeletons and vampires kind of just faded away and went to the wayside. That's true. Um, so you never really saw vampires on the table. And that's, that is one of the great tragedies of, uh, legions of Nagash is that we literally saw vampires just disappear right? almost overnight. That's and, true. And that, that's a really good point. Yeah. And that was really kind of a, a crappy thing for the vampires because, you know, they are a good army and they do deserve their own book. And, you know, now we finally have it. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I'm going to throw another question here. We got on you right, right on the top of the show, man, running right the boards. And we got Beefy Crunch, man. That's that's such a cool name. I got to be honest with you. What, what, a, what a great <laughs> YouTube name. Uh, Beefy Crunch is asking, do you think vamps have a second wave that includes a terrain piece coming in a few months? So answer that in two parts for me, Steve, uh, because I know your opinion on terrain features. In uh, how many months? In a, in a few months. So answer that in two, okay. two parts because I know your point of view on terrain features. So go. Uh, no and no. Okay. I do not believe the vampires are getting any kind of a terrain piece. I think that that has gone the way of the buffalo. Just my opinion. You know, I mean, Beefy Crunch, you know, your your opinion is just as good as mine. So, you know, I, I don't think we're getting anything along those lines at all, actually, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I do believe that later on we are going to be getting... Um, we're going to be getting the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon. But I okay. don't believe that's coming for probably another year. Okay. So if I were you, I mean, if you're building the Soulblight Gravelord's army, what I strongly suggest is just go out and buy the one that they have now. I did. Sure. So, you know, i just go out and buy it. Just go out and buy it now. But yeah, man, I mean, just, you know, hey, we're just two guys talking. Your opinion is just as valid as ours. Yeah, that's you know? true. So and, tell us what you think, you know? And, and speaking of two guys talking, man, Steve and I, we'll tell the truth. we got to lie to do it, especially him. <laughs> well, at least Pat will. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, you know, you know the thing is is that um, I, I like the way you put that because, you know, Beefy Crunch, who, who the heck knows, man? I mean, uh, you know, yeah. could, could, uh, could, could Soul Blade get the Lumineth treatment and you can get a new book, too, in a few months? What do you think about that? All right, I'm kidding. Um, that was a low blow. I shouldn't have done that. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it's you know, you joke about it, but if there was ever an army that that might happen to, I'm kind of afraid that that might be a little bit of truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Let's not let's yeah, not let's not we'll speculate to too see. much. We don't know. Yeah, but you know, while we're warming up on the topic here, let me throw something. I, I speaking of soul blight, I mean unit wise, right? Let, let's kind of get back into the army here for a second while we're warming the topic up before we get to everything else, all the other nonsense in the show. Uh, but unit-wise, in my opinion, the most exciting reveal to the Soulblight roster, and I know you're going to agree with me on this one, and this isn't a setup, I promise, is is the Blood Knights. Without uh, a doubt. Yeah, I mean, they're they're heavy, undead cavalry. I mean, Blood Knights were something Sold of a fan favorite. on day I, one. Yeah, but I, I want to say I think that they were something of a fan favorite uh, for collectors of Warhammer Fantasy's well, undead armies back in the day. Here's why they're such a fan favorite. Um, a lot of people who play uh, Age of Sigmar also play Warhammer Total War. And oh, yeah. one of the nastiest units in Total War are Blood Knights. They're one of the deadliest cavalry units in the game. So if you're used to playing your Blood Knights on Total War, and now you want to actually play them on a tabletop, this is your time. Right. The, the problem is, is that, and I said it, I mean, I called it last, I mean, I said last week, these Blood Knights will be gone on day one. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they were gone day one. Right. Right. And, They're beautiful and, sculpts. And, Oh, they're gone. I mean, because the models are absolutely 
off the charts. I mean, GW outdid themselves again. Mm -hmm. And now here is another classic example of you knew this was going to sell. So why weren't you prepared for it? That's what kind of bothers me about like the dis. I mean, I get it. The distribution, you know, COVID, I get all that, but they had to have known that this was going to be a sellout unit. Yeah. I I think there was a little apprehension on GW's part. Um, I think, um, uh, but again, I, I also think that it was, it was, it was, it was under evaluating the needs, you know, why, you know, I, I think, so I, I think a little bit has to weigh on them too, but I think too, they were, maybe they were a little overly, uh, overly cautious, but I, I want to well, address something. Go ahead. Sorry, I, what you're gonna say. Well, I was just going to say, um, I think that there were a lot of people and I'm not even talking GW, I'm talking the, the fans here, you know, the, the, the players. I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, this is going to go back to Horde Hammer and you're going to have people with, you know, going with hordes of zombies. And, you know, when you really think about that, I never believed that. And I never believed it for this reason. People want to play models that are cool sometimes. Blood Knights are cool looking. They may not be the best, you know, tactical choice for your army, you know, like going all Blood Knights or something. That may not be the best idea in the world, but damn, they look good on a table. They really do. And I think that GW underestimated that in the sense, and I think a lot of players underestimated that because obviously, like I said, they were going to sell out, and right. I knew they were. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is uh, is, is Chuck, uh, good old Chuck, I don't know, how can, he, how can he chime in if he's getting a massage right now? I have no idea how that happens, but, uh, but Chuck, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, he said he, he made a good point. He says, I think we're, we're seeing GW getting rid of older models so that they can get rid of stock already produced. So this is a, a known thing for armies being reproduced. I, I agree with that. I think that's what they're doing. I mean, they're, it's a business, Chuck. You make a great point. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, Steve, I mean, right. I mean, that's kind of what I see them doing as well. I see, well, I see them doing a lot of things here in the future based upon how these, uh, new armies are going to be selling. Right. I think they realized that vampires was their tried and true. They knew this army would sell. They knew the blood knights would sell. They knew all the new product would sell. I'm, I'm just, I'm not impressed by the new zombies, but I think the new skeletons are great. We're going to have a good conversation. I know you're not, I know you're not impressed with the zombies and their aesthetics, but that's coming up here later in the show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, why I'm a big fan of the zombies. And, uh, and and we're going to get to that. But, you know, I want to go back to this, why I think the Blood Knights really are the things that trip my trigger is, you know, I, I love their lore. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, oh, I, I know God, that the Blood yeah. Knights are uh, immortal, obviously. Uh, they're, they're, they're vampires, obviously. Uh, but what I think is interesting is that they channel all their strength of their curse, I guess, their, their vampire curse, uh, plus some of, obviously, Nagash's will or whatever that, whatever that Deathly Embrace thing is called. Um, but in the throes of battle, they, they, they carry all this with them. And, and I, and it, I always loved reading about their lore because, um, I really think that this arm, that this, this particular unit, we're going to get into kind of talking about them on the table and how they're going to do things. I think they're really going to just steamroll opposing forces. I, I really um, do. I see that happening. Yeah. I mean, they've got some nice, uh, there's, there's some nice combos you can use. Like you can take, um, yeah. you can take the vampire Lord on foot and piggyback them because she flies true and then uh all she has to do is use her command ability and now she gives plus one attack to the blood knight so now they have four attacks at rend one that's uh that's old batty right the one with all the bats in her hair yeah that's yeah that's batgirl old batty 
All right, good, yeah, good. But, you know, here, here's the thing, folks. We're getting ahead of ourselves on this one, and we're going to kind of stick a pin in this one and come back to it here in a little bit because on sure tonight's will. show, Steve and I are going to be uh, going through uh, uh, the whole thing, and we're going to steamroll through this army. Let, let's, how, how's that? Is that a good way to put it? A good, good tie back to our what we just said. But um, uh, I, I think I'd like to also touch on, and I think we're going to do this, our early thoughts on this army and, and, and on really on the heels of its arrival. Yep. So, Sounds like a plan. Let's go. And here's a question, Steve, that that I ask uh, the gang. But when when they're usually here and not out getting a massage, uh, I ask them this. I so here's my question to you: Are you staying true? Or are you sniffing glue, man? What's what's been happening on the, uh, oh, the hobby table? Oh, I am staying true. All right, my friend. I am uh, I am working like uh, the devil's architect. <laughs> that's that's working, man. That's working. So so are you gonna you're not gonna tell us it's a t- it's a double nope, secret. I'm not saying a word. None of your business. Well, good, good, because uh, you know what? My conscience is bankrupt. I couldn't run that business. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. So, you know, you know the funny thing, I, I, I haven't been sniffing too much glue. You know, I know that uh, between the battle reports, uh, we filmed another one over the weekend, so we got that uh, coming up, and we're pretty excited about those. We've been getting some good responses from them, you know, which is uh, which we're really fortunate. We're very happy about that. So those are well, always in the Well, they're no works. nonsense. They're the kind of battle reports that we, you know, when we put them, I mean, the, the games themselves, the way they're designed is we want people to have fun, watch a game, but we don't want to spend three hours, you know, boring someone to death. So we cut out a lot of the stuff that we know we don't need. And that's why the battle reports, I think, I mean, seems to be they're, they're pretty popular. People are watching them. Right. Yeah. You know, guys, uh, if, you, if you want it, the most recent one we have out is uh, is Ogres versus... Um... Uh, Idneth Deepkin, and the one before that, uh, I, I fought uh, uh, Steve here. You know, we uh, his, his giants uh, cheated tremendously and uh, really <laughs> stole the whole game. I think he was. I think all of his dice were loaded. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> After the game, I, I went out and got how to load the dice. So. Yeah, it, it was. I, I got the hell beat out of me, folks. But it's it's, it's an entertaining beating. Beating. You got to go back and watch that one. But good stuff. Let's let's let me ask you this. So so here it is. Let me. I'm not going to ask you this. I'm going to tell you about what the question of the day is coming up here later on Grimdark Live. Steve, you ready Go for it? Go for it. But don't answer this now, Steve. I know I'm you're kind of impulsive. It, I you know, I I know you can do this, but don't answer it now. So here it is, folks. And this is kind of a this is kind of a a, a deep question, right? I want you to forget all the epic stuff, all the cool and epic stuff that you know about Warhammer for a minute. Forget it all. Mm-hmm. But my question is, what have you learned from it? That's the question of the day. Forget about all the epic stuff for in Warhammer for a minute. And let me ask you, what have you learned from it? That's the question of the day coming up later here on Grimdark Live. Love it. Good deal. Good deal. All right, we are going to be back, and we're going to be looking at the news. we got a pretty interesting rumor engine. You ready for that one, Steve? Yeah, let's go. Vampire, blah, blah, blah. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey, gang. Today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. 
Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again, Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's six-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios, where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers. Just like their saying goes, gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, we got the news, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be diving right into it. And you know, there isn't a lot of of news out there. I mean, you know, I, I know Steve. I know we got this animation thing that's going to be happening uh, on Saturday. They're going to be revealing that. But before I jump into the rumor engine, do you know if this Saturday is the reveal going to be anything else other or just a cartoon? I have not, I have not heard anything other than this animation cartoon thing, whatever it is. Yeah, because that's so. If that's... there's anything else coming, I haven't heard of it. Well, it's weird because uh, I, I thought I I thought I had heard um, that there was going to be additional stuff. So, folks, let, let us know if you've heard anything because I've, I've been searching for it, and all I'm coming up with is the fact that they're going to be showing their new like Looney Tunes cartoons or whatever the heck they're doing now. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not really I'm not really that sure. But you know, we did get something interesting here on the rumor engine, Steve. Have you seen this one yet? Sure have. Here it is, man. So. Uh, with this new rumor engine, this new image, my money is on, oh, I don't know, grots of some kind. What do you think, man? Maybe some hobgobs? No, I actually don't. I think that, um, okay, so, and I know I'm going way out on a limb here. No problem. Just don't fall out of the tree. Exactly. And I may hit my couple branches on the way down. <laughs> um, I think based upon, it's, it's number one, it's a beastie. Sure. It's a beastie that's got armor plating on top of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. I know I'm going to get murdered for this one, but I think it is Chaos Dwarves. Interesting. I think it's some kind of steel beastie or some kind of beastie that's got like armor plating on it for Chaos Dwarves. I am probably wrong, folks, but... I don't know. It just that's the first that's the first impression that came to mind is yeah. Chaos Dwarves. You know it's funny. I, I you know I know that back in the day where I'm going to go back to like what was it fifth edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle, Steve? Yeah, fifth edition was uh, the last time Chaos Dwarves were legal. Well, I know sixth edition they had like a. Um, I take that back. I mean sixth edition they did have a Ravening Hordes list, mm -hmm. and if you don't know what Ravening Hordes was, it was a little like uh, booklet that they gave everyone during the transition between fifth and sixth. And there was a section in there, I believe, for Chaos Dwarves. Right. I mean, people were still playing them in 6th edition. Oh, well. But after 6th, they were gone. We, we, have, a guy, we, have, we have a guy in our gaming group that was playing them into Age of Sigmar. So. Well, they came out, they, they brought the new Forge World models out. What was that, in 7th edition, I think? Correct, yeah. And then they brought out that big book that had them in there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you still never saw a lot of them. You know, they weren't. They weren't. There weren't a lot of people that played them because they were such an expensive army on Forge right. World. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go with the route of uh, Chaos Dwarves because in here, here's my speculation. If you go back to Fifth Edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles and you look at the the hobgoblins and the war engines that they have, that obviously were all you know made and fabricated by um, uh, Chaos Dwarves at that time. Of course, when hobgoblins were Chaos Dwarf slaves and they were part of the Chaos. Uh, fact, or they, even though back then they weren't called chaos, they were just called evil. Um, 
if you look at a lot of their war engines, and I don't have any pictures here, folks, you're going to have to do your own homework, but if you look at a lot of their uh, old war engines, they had these kinds of faces and things like that, you know, pounded into metal and fabricated in the same way. And I think one of the things that we broke, Steve, was the speculation, the tie-in that these new uh, cruel boys, if you will. Um, yeah, see Dave in the chats, man. He threw it out there. Uh, the new cruel boys, if you will, they in their lore, they trade with the uh, with the cast with the cast dwarves. So I would think that there'd be a little bit of crossover there in in some in some way. That, that's that's my two cents in a tin can. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, I I don't know. Like I said, when I look at that thing, I see I think cast dwarves. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but mm-hmm. that's just the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that thing. It looked like some kind of a beastie that the Chaos Dwarves would, yeah. you know, would, would employ. Well, it's funny because um, I hadn't seen the uh, uh, the rumor engine yet. I hadn't seen it. And uh, on our last reveal show, you know, the one that we did, what was it, Friday, Steve, or something like that? Yeah. Um, uh, we had a we had somebody that posted on a comment, and and they they're the ones that let me know that the that the reveal was out, and they said you know we had you know the comment was um, uh, that the that the rumor engine of today is a is a mash of a of a squig and a, and a wolf, and if you remember one of the things that we that we mentioned in our reveal was. The war boss, and I do love yeah, the, the fact... the pig wolf thing, whatever it is. Yeah, and I do love the fact that they're getting a war boss back again, but they're, they're, it's riding on some kind of a pig squig wolf thing or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that's one of those... That's This is actually one that really threw me for a loop. I really don't know what this thing is. I, I really don't have a guess other than it looked like something that would be a chaos dwarfy kind of thing to me, but, you well, know... I, that was I, my best guess. And, and we've got no indication at all that Chaos Dwarves are even coming out. We, we have nope, no idea. No There's been nothing. Our source didn't say anything to us. All we know that our source did relate to us, and we've already mentioned this on our reveal on our breaking news show, was that uh, in the lore, the... Which means nothing. We, correct, yeah. Um, you know, how long we've been talking about... Um, the the, the 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 grot pirates you know the grot yeah, bag the scuttlers grot pirates, they're yeah, in the kale book bag scuttlers yeah yeah so, yeah whatever so but who but who the who the heck really knows i mean honestly and so i you know i but i guess that leads into our next point i mean i and there really wasn't much in the news so i guess i want to take a a, a moment to kind of be my own little grot pirate here and really kind of talk about some of the the, the breaking news uh, that we that we know of and we've had so far and folks if you want to see the whole thing that uh, that we broke uh, you can go back and watch it from the 15th, which was this past Friday, on what's coming up again for Age of Sigmar 3.0. Um, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to get out, get, get out in front of this by saying our source, um, we trust this this source uh, 100%. Is that a fair way to put it, Steve? They've never lied to us. Never. And you know, let's walk down a little memory lane here. Since March, when we started uh, bringing this stuff up, um, we know that uh, the, the the AOS 3.0 is getting a get started box. You know, we know, we now know that it's called Dominion. At the time that we first reported it to everybody, uh, that was called a uh, you know a, an Indominus style box set. Uh, but we now know the name is Dominion. That has been proven factual that we told you. Um, the board size change. We now know that that's imminent and happening. We know that the the, the July drop date is going to happen. We know that uh, obviously Stormcast. When we reported that, it was long before anybody saw the Stormcast on the other side of the box. We know that that's accurate. Uh, this yet-to-be-determined green-skin destruction army. Well, here you go. Uh, we now know that um, they're either going to be called as an army or uh, a name given to the, the army or a name given to a unit in the army is Cruel Boys. 
uh, and we know that there is going to be a unit in there called Hobgobs. And that's, I guess, where uh, we were also breaking the news that it was going to be Hobgoblin-esque grots. Um, did I kind of put that out there kind of kind of fair, Steve? Yeah, and I think it's fair to say, too, that, you know, look, you have a choice. You can You can believe what we're saying, or you can choose not to. Right. But understand that this source has told us many things over the years Mm -hmm. that we have not revealed that we have not said we knew about the sons of behemoth long before they were coming out true i mean and and i know you know this because you know this is something that we both were told so i think what you have to understand here and what you have to accept is whether you like it or not this source has been correct on every single occasion every single thing they've said so unless our source decided to just go hog wild and start lying to people i don't know what to tell you folks i'm telling you right now this source has never been wrong never no and and you know it's funny i I remember back when when the source told us uh you know dwarves dwarden are getting boats you know, we, we mentioned that to a few people, and everyone thought we had lobsters crawling out of our ears. They looked at us like we were crazy. And guess what, folks? Dwarden got boats. Yeah. And so um, here we are so, again. I mean, like I said, you have a choice. You can believe us, not believe us. But, you know, we're going to still keep bringing the news as we get it. And, you know, you can choose to believe, choose not. doesn't matter to us, folks. Yeah. You know, it's going to be proven in another month anyways. and then Or you know, less. Or less, yeah. Yeah. So... And I think you know, it's I think not arrogance. We're just simply confident in our source. No, we know this person. This person has never lied to us. Yeah, you know. And the thing is, is that um, um, I think that's the point that we were bringing out. I know we got a little flack for everyone saying, "Why do you keep telling everyone uh, that 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 you know you guys were the first one to bring it out?" Well, number one, because we did, and we were, and we are. Uh, it's not being arrogant. We're just stating that as much as a fact as saying that you're getting hobgoblin esque grots and not Famir. Um, I'm sorry if that kind of gave somebody a titty twister. That wasn't our intention at all. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we were trying to put out there was we were proud of the information that we were, we were giving out. And you know what? Um, we knew that it was more information that the community didn't have at one time. We trusted our source and we love the community and we wanted to try to bring that out there so that people had something to talk about, look forward to, uh, hope for. Um, because heck, even coming out of COVID, I think a lot of people were just kind of stale. I mean, so that that was our intention. It wasn't rather it wasn't to be uh, egotist. Sure, you know. I mean, if if you're not for yourself, who the hell are you going to be for? I mean, yeah, we we're very proud of having this information, and we're very proud to deliver it to you. And, and guess what, guys, we're going to do it again. Period. I mean, part of what we want to yeah, do. Yeah, because is, this is only the beginning of of reveals. No, yeah, and and you know, guys, uh, we have a great relationship because. Maybe because, you know, Steve, maybe maybe we're only jagoffs to each other, not to everyone else, right? So, I mean... Well, we don't break... We've never broken a vow to this source. Right. When, when the source has asked us not to say something, we have not. And so, right. now we're getting these little nuggets of, of truth that, you know, are going to keep coming out. I mean, this is, like I said, folks, this is only the beginning. There's more coming. There's a lot more coming, guys. And I think the stuff that we, we kind of have. More that our... we haven't said yet. Oh, yeah. And, you know, folks, there's a couple other things that we have uh, that we know that's coming down the pike that um, you think this story is going to curl your hair. Uh, man, hold on to your socks because it's yeah. it's going to be pretty more tremendous. More is coming. But here's what I'm going to go back to. 
you know, I know we kind of we, we slowly put this out there on last week's show, and I think we kind of glazed over it. But I, I want to take one more second here, Steve, and kind of give it a little more attention. If you sure. look at the past uh, reveals, right, the past rumor engine reveals, and I, I'm throwing them up there on the screen right now for everyone to take a look at, a lot of this points towards the gritty, rickety, uh, crickety kind of uh, grot goblin type of weaponry and and look at the you know there, there's a net that's involved I mean you know netters have been a thing with with goblins uh, forever so I think GW has been slowly kind of telling us that this is happening and um, you know I, I think uh, all our source did was allow us to uh, escalate and and you know expediate the message that uh, the GW was uh, was providing so I think that um, I think this is going to be a good thing, and I think once this thing comes out of the wash, um, the only thing is uh, you guys will be uh, uh, looking forward to our next reveal, which we got we got a couple other things in the hopper. We got we got a lot of bricks in the bag. We're going to be we're going to be chucking at oh, everybody. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know what's funny is uh, I'm going to say something here. The Kraken just jumped in on the on the uh, on the on the chats here, and he, he said I'm thinking the narrative name of the army box is Cruel Boys. And not the faction name personally. Well, we do know if you're referring to Kraken, great point though, dude. But if you're if you're if you're referring to the AOS 3.0 starting box, we know that that's called Dominion. But uh, maybe Cruel Boys is a unit. Maybe Cruel Boys is is maybe it is the the the, the name given to the army. I mean, Steve, what are your thoughts? Um, I do believe they're called the Cruel Boys. Um, I, I think that's what they're going to be called. And um, it fits. I mean, it's a perfect name for a goblin army. I mean, my God, you couldn't come up with a better name for a goblin army. <laughs> I actually really like you it. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think it's a great name. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the name of the army is going to be the Cruel Boys. But, you know, folks, it's all going to be revealed soon enough. So, I mean, right. really, I think we're even beyond the point of anticipation because it's right around the corner. We know this new, you know, whatever happens. We just want this new edition for, you know, for all of us to start over fresh. We have a new edition. Let's have a lot of fun with it, you know, and, and just and just keep doing what we love to do. Right. Exactly. Which is which is roll dice and get out there with our friends. Roll and, dice and have fun. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now, guys. I'm going to play the piss out of this army. I am. Oh, I can't imagine that you would play any other army but this one because you've been talking about these dirty little buggers for so long yeah you know I, I honestly my nobblers are getting jealous steve i'm a little worried i was talking with them the other night and and they, they're really having a hard time with this I, you may you may need to come over and talk to my nobblers can you help me out they're really upset <laughs> oh you don't want me talking to your nobblers trust all, me all 1200 of them all right well uh, we got we got great stuff coming up guys we've got the soul blight coming up and here's my question how did i now, now justin's you know texting from the massage table this is just getting weird Public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. 
Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. Soulblight. That's what we are going to be talking about tonight here on Grimdark Live. So we're going to get uh, we're going to dive right into this one, gamer goons. So, huh, Steve, I've been really wanting to get a good conversation in this army uh, really since I saw it break, and I'm not even uh, I'm not even really a death player. Uh, but I got to tell you, there there is something captivating about this army and what I think it's going to you know kind of invigorate uh, with the community. What say you? Well, I can tell you that back in sixth and seventh edition, it was one of my favorite armies. Um, I, I played the army for almost two years straight back in the day. So I have a special love for soul blight and, and I have been waiting with bated breath for so long for this army. And now we finally, finally have it in our hands. I know that it's going to be a two part release. I know the next set of pre-orders are this weekend, which is right. fine. I mean, you know, look, most people are not starting over. I am but most people who play death are not true. Yeah. So like I said, I think this is going to be, um, I think this is going to be a hugely popular release. I think it's going to be uh, something that is going to continue to be popular as the months progress. Mm-hmm. However, I will tell you that if I were to give it an overall grade, I'd say it's a solid seven for an army, seven out of 10. Seven out of ten. Okay, all right. Nothing then, then... fancy in it. It's a great army. It's got everything you need. Um, it's basically cities of Sigmar for death. Yeah, I like the way you put that. And you know, I, I think we'll do this. We'll we'll kind of we'll kind of keep the conversation kind of highbrow tonight you know, because I know that a lot of people are still waiting to get their sweaty palms on the book. You know, I've actually seen an advanced copy of the book. And Steve, you just know more about vampires than, than any normal person should. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. Well, it, it really did, you know, but folks, you ought to see him in fishnet and goth. He really is quite amazing. All right. I, I just threw up in my mouth there. Sorry about go that. ahead and continue. Here we go. So, um, but, but here it is, man. We got uh, vampires and zombies and skeletons. Oh my. So let, let's get, uh, let's get rolling with this one. But you know, Steve, I, when you were, when you were kind of talking about soul blight, it, it kind of made me think that, that I find this army very interesting. Like I said, it kind of captivated me and I'm not even a death player. And it really captivated me, captivated me for all of the, non-normal reasons and elaborate well okay look there's there's a lot to talk about tonight so so we will in an effort to get to it all discuss the existing points of what we know about this army thus far i want to get that out right right now um really ahead of the physical release on saturday um but even though you just said there was a lot of that this army is a seven out of ten i mean steve there are a lot of goodies in this army oh this army has a ton of goodies the question is do you have the skill to utilize those goodies Mm -hmm. and make it an eight out of 10 army or a nine out of 10 army? Yeah. Most people are not going to invest uh, in 10 boxes of zombies. 
Well, most people, you, you know, you, you, you never know. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I know I'm backtracking here a little bit, but I mean, with this army, as we're going to discuss tonight, I think we're going to see some variety. And I want to touch on that when you said most people aren't going to be buying, you know, 10 boxes of, of zombies. I think we're going to see some variety as it pertains to lists. Um, as, oh, yes. Right. As there's a, a lot of different play styles. And yes, this the, army will be as diverse as the cities of Sigmar. Exactly. Yeah. And you know something? I can see already a lot of zombie hordes to vampire cavalry. Uh, to even a monster mash list, I can see people doing that with this with this list uh, that are you all going to be some pretty amazing lists. I mean, if you look at the book, I mean, you you can have like hordes of zombie dragons mm-hmm. on the table. I mean, you you know you could really go crazy and make some very interesting lists. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you know, and th- and I think that's the the thing that uh, I like the depth. I think that's one of the first things that captivated me as far as making it interesting to me. I, I like agree. the depth of this of this book and. You know, interesting about this army is, is is they're not overly powerful. So that I no. will agree with you on, Steve, that they really are a 7 out of 10. Yep. I think they're a solid 7. Yeah. And that, and I know some people are saying, well, 7 out of 10, that's not that good. Uh, yeah, it is. That's 70%. Yeah. Mean, that's, yeah. That's a pretty good number, folks, if we're talking about an army's ability to win on a table. I think that's a, a, actually a damn good number. Yeah, yeah. Um, most armies out there are like sixes or fives. This army is a solid seven and has the ability, depending upon the player, as we always talk about, mm-hmm. to go up even higher. True. Um, I think where you're going to see, you're going to see the most come out of this army with people playing hordes or elite blood knight armies. Yeah. That's where this army's going. Yeah, I, I think in the age of, of objective capturing, which I think is still going to carry over in Age of Sigmar 3.0, yep. I don't think you're going to see a lot of monster mash. But I think going back to your 7 out of 10 uh, you know, point is, is I think that's the best way to really describe this this army because mm-hmm. I think I think if we as gamers, and I'm about to make this mistake right here, but I want to use it as an example as well. I think us as gamers, in, in cases like, say, Lumineth with their foxes or, say, their sentinels or something like that, or just about anything in the damn Zeech army. Um, overall, I, I do think there's some decent stuff in the Soul Blight, but I think a lot of times, the Soul Blight Gravelords, but I think a lot of times we as gamers, we try to compare armies to, you know, the best of something or the best of a unit or the best of the Can't army. Do that. Well, yeah. And, and what I like about this army is even though we're saying that it's a seven out of 10, we think in the, in as far as meta play right now. Sure. Um, and that, that's an early projection here, gang. That's just an early projection. Yeah. But I think that this army is really the first thing to come out since Gloomspite that has got some pretty darn good balance to it. Oh, I think it's got incredible amounts of balance to it. Um, it, it, it what The best thing about this army is that much like Cities of Sigmar, it offers the, the, the gamer, the player, uh, a wide variety of choices uh to go back to so for instance let's say you decide you're going to start off let's say you're a maniac like me and you decide to spend six hundred dollars on you know blood knights okay great so now you're playing a blood knight army i could play that army for eight months get bored with it and then i could move to something else in this book mm-hmm. Th- that's the nice thing about this book i could go play the horde yeah i h- could go hence. play a monster mash if i wanted to i could play kind of a mixed legion where i'm playing a little bit of knights, a little bit of zombies, you know, almost going back to your traditional vampire counts army. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. The beautiful part about this book is that you have all of that available to you. 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 that hence why I kind of threw out there a, a loose example, but albeit an example of the gloom spike gets, um, which is a great analogy. Yeah, well, I, that's because I'm you know, come on, say it with me, come on. Oh, you're not going to say it. All right. All right. So, um, (laughs) but go ahead, but go ahead and indulge yourself if you want to. No, no. And I'm, I'm sure I just got flipped off by about a hundred people, but here it is. (laughs) But, but let's go with the zombies. Zombies in particular, uh, look like an outstanding unit. Now that's my opinion. Um, especially when combined with the number of buffs in the book that I've come across, while a lot of these abilities are very, you know, command point intensive, but, but I think what other army are you going to be able to escape this in? I think, I think every army sucks up command points. I think that's why they're there, but I believe that this is something that will give the Soulblight Gravelords a bit of an advantage going into third edition when these become a bigger resource in this army. So I think zombies are a, in my opinion, guys, my early opinion, I think zombies are a don't leave home without them type of uh type of a unit. Now, Steve, I know you're not that, that you're not that enamored with their look. Right. Oh, it's not even it's. Yeah. I mean, the aesthetic. Oh, no, they're they're fine. I mean, you know, like I said, to each their own. You know, look, folks, if you want the old zombies, you can find gazillions of them online on eBay. I mean, you know, it's not like you can't find zombies, the old school ones. You know, I think a lot of people are willing to trade up even if they don't like them initially. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember back in the day when the first when the zombies came out, the plastic ones, everybody was like, oh, these look like, you know, these look like garbage and stuff. And then everybody (laughs) was playing them. And then everyone was fine. Yeah, everyone was fine. So, yeah, I think that the zombies are a great choice for an army. If you have the money to buy all of them, if you don't have the money to buy all of them, then you're probably going to try to go another route. Or Mm -hmm. if you're one of those fortunate people that you already have a a vampire counts army or soul blight, sorry, or legions of Nagash, sorry. um, Yeah, you'll be fine. Like yeah. I said, the zombies are going to be a fun, they're going to be a fun unit to play. They're going to be uh, a great army to see on the table. I can't wait to see what they look like on the table. Oh, they're going to look you fantastic. Know, big hordes of them. It's going to be like the walking dead. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and that's kind of my vision. If I, if I ever get into this army, because I do need a death army, by the way, I, I don't, I don't have one. And folks, uh, leave leave a comment in the, in, 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 in the, in the show here. What, what do you think I would like as far as a death army? Uh, a lot of people are just like, could you just die? Okay, thank you. Um, Whoa. No, you didn't. But, but so, so I want to talk about this for a second, because there's a thought that just popped in my mind, is another reason that I like this army, you know, and not to kind of avoid too much away from the zombies, is I also like this army because it doesn't need to, and, and just bear with me when I say this, because this is, this is something I thought of when I was reading through the book. All right, Steve? I'm listening. I also like this army because it doesn't need to depend on Cursed City, you know, really thanks to Cursed City's game implosion. And I know that a lot of people just probably flip me off again. But, you know, when it comes to Soul Blight, it stands apart from the boxed game connection. Whereas, say, and, and just let me let me get this out there, whereas, say, like, say, Slaves of Darkness is currently shackled, as it seems so, to Warcry. I, I always felt that, that, that the Slaves of Darkness army, amongst all of the things that have ever kind of been part of their inhibiting piece, whether it be an FAQ or GW chop blocking them, is that they're kind of always connected to a box game called Warcry. And what I like about one of the unfortunate, or fortunate, if you want to look at it this way, stances of Soulblight Gravelords is that because of the implosion of Curse City, um, and I'm sure Curse City is a fine game, guys, I like the fact that this army kind of stands apart from, at least in my eyes, it stands apart from that game. Well, they do have Radicar in the book. 
Yeah. Um, well, and, correct. And we knew that was going to happen. We, I mean, we all had a pretty good idea that the Curse City stuff would be able to be used in Soul mm-hmm. Blight. I mean, I don't think there was any but, secret there. Yeah, but you can't buy you but, can't buy him on his own right now. Um, well, you can get him on eBay if you well, want. Well, I, I mean, know. okay, the normal way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you want stuff, believe me, you're going to get your hands <laughs> on it. Just the question is just how much are you willing to pay for it? Yeah. But no, I think that um, Soul Blight can easily stand on its own. It doesn't need the help of any box games or, you know, or any accessories that came with those box games. I mean, Soul Blight is is damn good without them. Right. Right. And you know, you know, it's funny is. Um... I guess I guess I, I just got a pretty funny text from somebody who's like, you know, that was kind of a low blow on Curse City. I guess it kind of was, but uh, you know, and let me explain what I mean. You know, take the uh, the the, the Viracos stuff in the book, right? Um, I hope I hope, hope I'm saying that right. Viracos, V Y R O K O S. I really love the feral werewolves. Now, Steve, come on, man. You know I'm a werewolf guy. You know I love oh, those yeah. things, and I love that I love that werewolf feel to Viracos. And I got to be honest with you. If that if that stuff was unique to, uh, say you know this book and somehow those cursed city units get you know full units, what I'm really waiting for to play this army, what what I really think would be great is to have packs of Bloodborne as an elite unit. Those werewolves, I'd be all over that like, like, you know, shit on stink. Well, the nice thing on shit. is that there is a, a there is a great degree of room for this army to expand much like lumineth right and that i think is one of the great strengths of this book is that the undead uh have so many other units that they could have that that could be uh invented and put in the game like werewolves like other things right like, you know your more your traditional mummies and things yeah those those are the kind of things that i think people were a little sad that they didn't see in this book i know that i was Look, I'm happy. I'm playing all Blood Knights, so what do I care? You know, I mean, that's the only that's the only unit I'm playing is Blood Knights. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm good. You know, you GW, you did me. You know, you did me a solid. Steve's happy. Yeah, I'm happy. You know, but, and, it, and it's it's funny. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was right about to interrupt you. Oh, I was you. just gonna say, like, you know, but I know that that's a selfish position because there are people that have um, a more uh, broader spectrum of of undead that they want to use. And they kind of felt like, ah, come on, you know, just the same old stuff that we got in Legions of Nagash. I mean, where's the new stuff? You know, where's the, some of the creativity that we were looking for? It's it's really not there, but you did get everything that you were supposed to get. True. In other words, there was nothing in this book. Uh, there was nothing left out of this book, I should say, mm-hmm. that we really, really, really wanted. I mean, you got exactly what you wanted. This True. is your traditional vampire count army. Yeah, yeah. Nothing fancy about it. It's just, it. it is what it is. Yeah, and I like the way you put that, as a matter of fact, because, you know, well, I'm, let me throw something out there that the Kraken, that's another great name. I don't have really, we don't have these cool YouTube names, Steve. I mean, well, you do, but Kraken, that's another good one. Um, he just told, he just let us know that the Curse City stuff is going to be releasing with the next week's pre-order. I didn't Yeah, that. that's fine. Like I said, if people awesome. want to use Curse City, I love City, it. I mean, yeah. Go okay. for it. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, what's her old saying about as happy as a pervert with a Playboy right now? <laughs> I like the sound of well, that. That's pretty happy. That's very um, happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's fine. Like I said, everything that a person wants to use with this army is going to be made available to them. Like, if you were really 
hip on the Varg gear and you wanted to use that model, you can, you know, as soon as they release it, you know, as its own separate unit, you'll be able to play it. You know, right. a lot of stuff is going to be changing with Soul Blight in, in over the next year or two. So hold on, because I have a real sneaky suspicion that this is going to be a Lumineth treatment. Just saying. You've, you've said that no before. Well, I've got a I've got a sneaky suspicion this is going to be the Lumineth treatment. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's let's break in right now and let's start talking about some of the things that we like about this this army because you know we we can we can pontificate all day. But I, I want to go sure. back to I want to go back to where I left off with the zombies. I kind of felt like I chop blocked the, the zombies here when I was about to give them a lot of love. Um, so as I said earlier, I, I really think that the zombies are the surprise winners my opinion here guys i mean steve he's going to talk about blood knights till he's you know blue in the face but i i really think that the, the zombies for me are the winners from this book while i get it they have a lousy combat profile um you know but the one good thing is now they do mortal wounds on any hit of a six i think that's a big winner winner chicken dinner um that the zombies got and think about it this way steve in a unit of 40 which is I, which I believe is the max you can take these guys in, with a unit of forty, with obviously ways of you know upping the number of attacks they make and all that kind of blah blah blah. There there is a good chance to do some real damage here through weight of numbers. I mean, just look at my oh, novelers. I mean, just look at my novelers. Horrible horrible combat stats, but weight of numbers they do a lot of damage. So I think that's what I, I personally th- and I know you said this earlier, Steve, but I personally see a lot of people going out and buying four five hey, boxes great. of zombies. I mean, you know, that's better for the hobby. I mean, you know, we, we want, you know, the, I want the army to sell so that, you know, they give us more Yeah. because I see, I think that's where they're going. I think that if this army sells as well as they anticipate it will, and obviously it did blood Knights gone on day one, you know, true book sold out on day one, at least the limited edition cards, dice, everything gone. So they're already licking their chops and saying, Oh boy, you know, let's do the Lumineth treatment mm-hmm. guaranteed. You're you know you're going to see a new vampire lord on zombie dragon in the future. Yeah, I, I think that, that they probably I, just couldn't get it through the production. That they probably couldn't do it like this time. Right. Yeah, I, I think that I think that model is definitely on its way out. I mean, and, and here's I definitely think that. And here's something else that um that that I'd like to point out with with the zombies in that unit. You know, f- that I think is another bonus to them. Uh, every model that they kill. Um, gets gets added to the unit as an additional zombie on a two plus, and, and, and that thing's this makes this unit on an objective really hard to chew through. I don't know that a lot of people are going to be able to do this. And from a defensive standpoint, coupled with the corpse cart, I mean, this unit could be brutal to get off objectives. Or could. And or I mean, could. and and here's the thing: even though the corpse cart is really only, mm-hmm. I think, valuable in my early opinion with zombies, it now improves the saves of dead walkers by one with, I think yep. it's a lodestone, I believe. I'm not, I'm not, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going off memory here. But um, while the, the bale fire makes enemy units within nine inches get a negative one to wound. So now think about this. You've got a regenerating unit that's got a plus one save, and now you are negative one to, to, to wound them. So couple that with the sixes to do mortal wounds that the, that the zombies can do and, and, and adding dead units to this unit, that's, that's some cheese right there, man. Yeah, it, it's it, it's some real Limburger cheese uh, because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt people's uh, it's gonna hurt people's uh, attitudes uh, pretty bad in tournaments. But you have to understand something too. I I don't I really don't believe it's going to be the common Soulblight army you're going to see. I just don't. 
I know that there are maniacs out there that are going to go out and buy, you know, 10 boxes of zombies and, and more pay, more power to you. I mean, it's going to be a great list. It'll be a great army, but I think the majority of people are going to be playing the blood Knights because they just look cool. And, you know, look, I'm not playing my vampire counts or excuse me, my soul blight grave Lords army. I'm not playing this army because I know it's going to win every game. I know it's not going to win every game, but I just love the idea of an all vampire Templar army. To me, yeah. that is something well, it was it's back in the day when Blood Knights first came out. So I'm just basically reliving my, you know, my, my fun days in, in Warhammer, uh, you know, Warhammer fantasy. Sure. But that's OK, because that's what you know, that's that's what I can do. That's what I that's what I you know, that's what my my goal with this army from the very beginning was right to go back to my vampire cavalry roots. And that's what I'm doing. Right. And I think, I think something else, and I keep forgetting this with zombies and I keep, I keep getting my, my brain little pinch here and remembering things, but I think, I think they now count as being in combat if they're within six inches of the enemy and can pile in additional three inches. So yeah, they're really trying to go with the horde rule, yeah. you know, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to make them like into that unstoppable horde, right. which is what everybody wants zombies to be, you know? Right. And they should be. That's what they should have. They should be like that. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm a, I, I can see a lot of them. So, so did I, did I change your, your, your thoughts at all on, uh, on the zombies or, or are you still, no, you still like in the blood nights? I knew the zombies were going to be a nasty unit if played correctly. Right. It's just that, I mean, for me personally, there's not a chance in hell I'm ever going to build and build and play that many zombies. Yeah. But I know there are maniacs out there that are going to. Yep. And I can't wait to see these lovely maniacs on the tables because these these armies are going to look so cool if the zombies are painted right, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they will. And, and you know, I know half the guys in our group are, are incredible painters and maniacs, by the way. So I can see them definitely uh, uh, getting getting this uh, this army on the table. But um, good stuff, man. So let's keep the conversation rolling here uh, right after this. Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. 
But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. I don't know where my brain is. I really don't. I, I, I thought I thought I packed it when, when I was going to do the show. But, you know, I, I forgot something, Steve, uh, while we were talking about zombies. And as a side note, I wanted to bring this up. And I, I kept, I was thinking, you know, dead people walking around, dead people walking around, you know, all their flesh decaying. And then I thought to myself, death rattle skeletons. I forgot about the skeletons. I, I, I don't know why I, I forgot to bring those up. But I know that their save in the book has been improved to a 5+. plus. And I know that they no longer get any any bonus attacks for like being large units, like large horde units. Uh, I think that they in, instead return a slain a slain model on a four plus, I believe, and I think that makes them you know pretty tanky. I, I wouldn't say that that makes them zombie tanky, uh, but albeit not you know, um, I, I think there's still going to be something on the table uh, for for people. But do you think the zombies are going to overshadow the the skeletons, and we're going to kind of even though they're a beautiful model, do you think we're going to see them on the table? Yeah, that's almost one of the great tragedies of the skeletons is that they do have these beautiful new models, but I doubt very seriously that many people are going to play them. I know. Um, I mean, I know there are going to be undead players out there that are going to want to play, um, or death players, I should say. Right. You know, see, that's the fifth edition in me. There you go. But, um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of people that are going to want to play the zombie horde and instead of playing the death rattle, but I do believe there are going to be like guys that are going to try to build an exclusive death rattle army, which I think is going to be awesome. I can't wait to play against them, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, I agree. I do think that, uh, the zombies are going to overshadow the death rattle. Yeah. But what I, but once again, I go back to my gloom spite gets or my cities of Sigmar. You're going to have death players. They're going to be like, oh, okay, I played this zombie horde for, you know, long enough. Everybody hates me now. So now, yeah, you know, I mean, you know what it's going to be like. Right. So now now I'm going to try a new version of my army, and then you're going to see people move into Death Rattle, which is a perfectly legitimate route to take. That's true. That's true. You know, and I just want to bring that up. I, I, I wanted to actually uh, uh, ask that before we went to went to break, and I, I just, my brain, I, I couldn't even think of it. But but here we go. Let's, let's get into your favorite unit, man. You let me kind of stand in my soapbox there. Let's talk about Blood Knights, man. Well... Like I said, I have been wanting to play an exclusive vampire army ever since I came into this hobby. I mean, you know, I'm a kid who grew up on Salem's Lot. You know, that that was my idea of a vampire. Love you know, that this, movie. This, this, terrifying, this terrifying force. And I think that vampires have kind of been um, destroyed. In mass media over the years, I think that they have been diminished in many ways. And but I, what I mean by that is, you know, like we have the Twilight vampires, you know, mm-hmm. we have the, you know, the the kind of comedy vampires that we've seen, you know, with like Leslie Nielsen and stuff over the years. Right. But, you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that these creatures, you know, were very real to the people of Europe. 
um, back in the day. The, these, these creatures were something that people feared. And they were a menace and a force. I mean, I'm not saying that I believe they were real. Of course not. But I'm, what I am saying is, is that these creatures had a powerful place in mythology. And I think that movies like Salem's Lot reinforced that mm -hmm. because we kind of got to see this, this vision of this horrible undead creature that would was almost like a plague. And I think that that is what is missing from vampires nowadays. I think the, the, at least the popular lore and legends. And I think that blood knights kind of return us to that, to that terrifying kind of vampire. Right. When you think about it, I mean, what is more frightening than a vampire, but not just a vampire, a vampire mounted with heavy armor and units of knights of them. Imagine Templar vampire knights, how terrifying they would be. Correct. I, I mean, that's where I think I love the Blood Knights so much because they kind of return vampires to their rightful place as being a terrifying unit to face. Like, if you face a vampire in Dungeons and Dragons, that's a major monster to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not something easy to kill. You have right. to really work at, at killing that creature. You know, especially if you're a lower level party. Right. That's but, true. You know, so, I mean, I, I am happy now that games workshop has returned the vampire to their rightful place as being that terrifying creature you look across the table and you see 30 blood knights coming at you you're not going to be like oh this is going to be an easy game right because with the new rules coming if you charge them they're going to be saving on a two plus yeah and you know i i got two things to say to kind of to kind of you know pole vault off of what you just said number one yeah steve i, I love the fact that the vampires in general are kind of returning back to that menacing terrifying nosferatu kind of a kind of a state because heck i remember back in the day with our vampires you know being as old as we are they actually suck blood <laughs> Will you stop sorry no um but but going back to the Blood Knights here, honestly, I, I think they really have been probably one of the most anticipated units for a long time to come sure into have. this army. Uh, I, I think that when you look at Blood Knights, you know they really have some nice updates. You know, um, I think that uh, their battle line in in the Castelli, uh build, which I think yeah, is which be is a... exactly the the um, dynasty that I'm playing right. And they're basically the ode to the blood dragons. I mean, they essentially are blood dragons. I mean, you know, that's that's what they are. Correct. Yeah. And um, the only thing that I've that I'm a little disappointed about. Okay. And, and I and, and not by much, just a little bit. I kind of wish that they had, and I know it's almost impossible to do this, but I wish they had like Karstein blood knights. Oh yeah. In other words, different kinds of vampire knights. Um, so, and don't get me wrong, because Blood Dragons were always my favorite types, but I would love to see, like, mounted, you know, like, Karstein vampires or mounted, like, Nosferatu, you know, uh, vampires. Those, I mean, I think those would be equally cool. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I, I, but, I mean, I know that's not going to ever happen, and I'm more than content with what I have right now for my soul blight. Believe me, I'm good. I love the Blood Dragons. I love the idea of the, the Templar Knight. Um, and I really don't want to get into like war scrolls and rules and no, stuff because no. guys, there's been a million shows on that already. Yeah. Yeah. We're just kind of generally talking about them, like what we think about them, how I want to play them. I mean, I can tell you right now, I can tell you what I'm going to be playing. Right okay. Now. Let's hear it. I'm going to have three units of 10 blood knights. I'm going to have a zombie dragon Lord and I'm going to have two vampires piggybacking. 
Very simple. Yeah. Very basic. But effective. Uh, hey, I know somebody out there right now is going, that army's going to suck. I, I, I don't care. I'm not playing the army to win every single game. I'm well, playing the army because I personally think it looks cool. And you know something? I think that's half the battle in this in this game. I think when you do that, you paint better. You pay more attention to the details. Yeah, you love your army more. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and here's the thing: I, I want to kind of. I'm not that I'm trying to sweep this topic under the rug, but without getting into too much of the war scrolls we already know about, I think there's a lot of things in this book that I, I reckon uh, we're, we're going to see. You know. Um, these units really kind of stand out. I mean, what I, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this. I know the mounts got an additional attack. Uh, I know that, that you're going to have a flat two damage on the charge. Um, I'm going to tell yeah, you right which now. Which is probably the best thing about them. They're damage two on the yeah. charge. And with 40 attacks. Right. Right. With 40 attacks, you're saying, wait a minute, how do they get 40? Because if you have that vampire riding behind them, the, the, the Batgirl vampire. Right. And she puts that command ability on those blood knights and gives them an extra attack. Yeah. Guys, you're now talking 40 attacks with threes by threes, rend of one, damage two. Yeah. And then if you start killing units, they can get up to damage three. True. So this unit is going to be terrifying if it is able to get uh, cut loose. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think I think the other thing, speaking of cut loose, this, this unit specifically, and we're talking about the Blood Knights here, folks, has a lot of flexibility to it because... Oh, tremendous let's let's just talk about their movement shenanigans you know i I think if if you were to look at um the uh the idea that 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 this army can i I guess i guess in a way they can retreat and then allowing them to charge again and run yeah they have a movement shenanigan where they can actually cause mortal wounds they can cause donna two plus they can cause d3 D3 mortal mortal wounds. wounds yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was trying to remember how that worked, and I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Well, it, but. and I think it's something that a lot of vampire players are probably going to be practicing with and looking at and saying, "Okay, where can I go with this? Well, how can I use this most effectively?" Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a learning curve, definitely. But once the once the Soulblight players know how to use it correctly, and you know, have learned how to you know implemented it correctly, mm-hmm. you're going to see it being used constantly with the movement shenanigans with these soul blight. I mean, they're going to be doing it in every game, right. which is exactly what they should be doing. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, I, th- I think you're going to see blood knights and, you know, we, we just kind of brought up how I think skeletons They'll be are in every army. Yeah. I, but I think we just brought up too how the zombies are going to kind of trump the, the, the skeletons. I think the blood knights are in a way going to trump the grave guard and the black knights. I think, I totally agree. I think the black I don't knights, think you're even going to see them. I think no. you're going to see grave guard. But now I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of black knights. No, you know, let, let me touch on the Graveguard then, because um, I really kind of felt bad for the for the for the black knights. But you know, the the, the Graveguard look great in the new book. Yeah, they're good. They, they're they very do. good. A lot of people are are wanting to play them. Well, their shields now give them a four plus save, yep. uh, and I, and I think it's on every unmodified wound of a six, causing a mortal wound in addition to any other damage. Yeah, they're solid. I, I could see solid. them being a good. I would say maybe a good MSU. Type of uh, unit? Well, they're going to be the infantry players. um, They're going to be the infantry players um, hammer. Right. Right. Um, Okay. That that is exactly what they're going to be. They're going to be, they're the unit that's going to go up and beat the living daylights out of something. Yeah. Um, So I think the death rattle, like I said, it's a shame that I I just really don't think you're going to see a lot of death rattle in terms of like. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, I think that's I kind of. I do think you're going to see a lot of people playing Graveguard. I think Graveguard might even give 
blood nights a run for their money in terms of uh, the amount of people that are playing them. Really? Yeah, I do. I think Graveguard are going to be hugely popular. A lot of people on the boards and stuff are talking about how they okay. want to use them. Okay. And you know, it's I, not I think my one... cup of tea. Like I said, it's it's for me. It's just a personal choice. I well, like yeah. Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. And I like and I and I'm able to now play an all vampire army. I'm not. I don't have any non vampire in my army. So that's what my goal was. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. So I'm I'm cool with playing the Blood Knights. But as for the Graveguard. You are going to see a lot of Soul Blight players playing the Grave Garden. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad about that because one thing that I did I did oh, pick I up too. on. I want variety. Yeah, I think one thing I did pick up on when I was reading through the book was, um, I know the Black Knights have a banner that the Grave Guard also have, um, and and it allows them to re-roll ones on the Deathless Minion. So yeah, so the, the Blood Knights have it too. Yeah, okay. Um, if I th- you have a banner bearer in your army, you're allowed to re-roll uh, the ones for your Deathless Minion save. Right. So, if you think about it, every vampire player is going to be taking their their grave sites and they're going to be putting them right by the object, right right by the objectives. Sure, that's where sure. they're going to be putting them. They're going to be putting them out on the table, right in the middle, usually in the middle. And then, what the minute they get within range of those grave sites, they it's as if they had a character nearby. Yeah. So right. they get the deathless minion save if they're by a grave, and then they get the deathless minion if they're by a vampire. Right. Or yeah. any kind of, you know, character. So, vampires in the case of my army. Yeah. So, you know that almost anywhere you're at on this table, you are going to have a six-up ward save, okay? Or yeah. after save, as yeah. people call it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny, you know, um, you know, uh, Kraken, uh, the Kraken is making a lot of good uh, comments here on the, on the chat saying, you know, the math in the Graveguard uh, with the most basic buffs is insane. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen oh, that yeah. too. Graveguard. Hey, let me tell you something. I am throwing no shade at Graveguard. No, neither am I. I know they are going to be a deadly unit to use. Yeah, no, I, I know that. They're just not my cup of tea. That's just, that's right. all I'm saying. And, and and that's what you're going to find, guys. A lot of you guys that are new watching the show, because, you know, we're kind of a growing show. Um, You know, we, a lot of it is opinion-based. You know, a lot of it oh, is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and every now and again, you're going to get a really bad joke by me. Uh, So. Every that, now and again. Hey, you know what? Don't listen to him, folks. He's been drinking. But yeah, going back to Black Knights here, I guess I'm just going to I'm going to shore up the Black Knight conversation just by saying this. Uh, they've been gutted from the previous incarnation. I'm just going to say that right now. And now they die easier and deal less damage. So I guess paint them if you're a hobbyist and just leave them on the shelf and look at them and remember them as they were, not as they are now. Um, that's Is yeah, that is I that mean, a good I way to close it out? On the, on... Go... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just closing it out on, on, on the, the Black Knights there. Yeah, I think people are definitely going to go the route of the Graveguard, mm-hmm. and they're going to leave the Black Knights maybe as like a little unit of maybe five on the flanks or something, but I don't know. I mean, if I had a choice of taking Graveguard or Blood Knights, I mean, I don't think that's a choice. Right, right. Sean but in the chat like there, said, man. Sean in the chat there, there says mostly bad jokes. What are you talking about? I, I get mean, all my jokes from him. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Sean made me interrupt yeah. you. Um, Yeah, I just think that... Uh, that grave guard are going to be the way that people go. As a matter of fact, as this book kind of matures, Mm -hmm. you're going to see more people moving away from the blood Knights and moving to the grave guard. Is that your, is that your official prediction? I I actually do think that's going to happen. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. The grave guard in the long run are going to become a very popular army for, for uh, soul blight. They're just not my cup of tea. Like I said, I'll sure. You know, I like playing low model count armies that hit hard, and Blood Knights are that, and they're cavalry, and they move fast, and mm-hmm. they have everything that I want in an, in a unit. Yep. 
So let, let's let's keep it rolling here, man. This is such a great conversation. I, I, I don't, folks, you got to tell me what Death Army you can see me playing. All right, and and you got to do that. Maybe we'll get that on a battle report. But Steve, let's um let's talk about some big beasties. You know, some mounts like the Terrorgeist, the Mortis Engine, the Zombie Dragons. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, I think the Zombie Dragon is your most classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much a mirror of exactly what it used to do. I mean, there, I don't think there's any major changes to the zombie dragons at all. It's cheaper um, now. It's cheaper in points. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it depends. It's This army is so oddly like cities and so oddly like Gloomspite because it's just that um, jack-of-all-trades kind of army. Mm-hmm. You have so many options that you can uh, that you can go with in this in this army, and... I think that if you want to play beasties, if you want to have like big terrifying monsters out there, you could easily do it with this army. Easily do it. I mean, you just have to be willing to spend, you know, 400 bucks on buying, you know, the, the zombies <laughs> or the zombie dragons. But, you know, it's, I think a lot of people who already have their vampire count army or their soul blood army, um, I think a lot of those people are just going to, uh, tailor tailor up a, a new army based on their old models. I don't think they're going to go out and spend anything new because you already have zombies. Why would you go out and buy just different looking zombies? That makes no sense. That's true. You know, why would, if you already have skeletons and you've got like 70, 80 of them, you really think guys who have painted up all those skeletons are going to go, Oh gee, those skeletons look better. I'm now going to go spend another, you know, $500 buying all brand new skeleton. No, they're not going to do that. That's true. Most people who play this army already are going to just keep what they have and just, you know, make use of of, of what it is that they have already collected. Right. So I think the only thing that's going to, well, obviously we saw it on Saturday. I think the only thing that's really going to sell and keep selling are the Blood Knights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, I, th- I think the zombies and you know what, you know, what I love about our conversation is we have two different views of this army. You know, we're both fans of the army, but we're coming at it from two different views because I kind of knew you were going to figure you want, you were going to start with the zombie dragon. And I, and that's what I think is awesome about you because personally I would take the terrorgeist over the zombie dragon. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, uh, that, 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 that you're making a bad choice. It's just our play style. It, it's how it's how each one of us plays. Yeah, I just like the more classic vampire counts army, right? And a terror yes. dice was not in the classic vampire counts army, so for me, it's yes. just going with what I know. I I completely get it, and I and I know your style. And for me, I like the terror geist. I mean, just like with the zombie dragon, it's pretty much the same as it ever was. I mean, barring say a, I think it's got a five point bump in 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 in, in, in price on points. I think it's five points. Yeah, I don't is, remember. You know, meaningless. Yeah, it's it's peanuts. But I, I still think doing the the six mortal wounds on a hit uh, of a six is with its maw or six oh, mortal wounds. On, yeah, I think that's great. And and it can now be taken uh, as battle line. I believe in the Evan Gory army. I believe, but um, I, I always like the, uh, the the terror guys. What about the Mortis engine? What are your thoughts on that one? Have no intention of ever playing it. Okay. It's one of those things that even back when it came out back in the day was something that I had no intention of ever playing. Okay. Interesting. Um, I know that Red Banquet has the um, the blood the blood palanquin. Um, there's a there's a battalion in this um in this book called the Red Banqueters. Right. And there is this um. Uh, there is this unit in there called the uh, the Blood Palanquin, but 
to make, you know, to make the battalion work, but I have no intention of ever playing that stuff. But like I said, the problem with me is that I'm not really a soul blight player. Okay. In the sense that I'm not going to play all these other units. I'm lit. I mean, my army is literally done. I, my army is literally done. I have purchased all of the black, uh, all of the blood knights, you know, that are coming in this Saturday and that's going to be my army. So, right. you know, to tell you the truth, I mean, you know, when you're talking to guys like, you know, we are here on the board who are going to be playing the grave garden stuff. I mean, like I said, their opinions are just as valid as, you know, as mine or anyone else that plays the army, because I have no intention of playing anything other than blood knights. Sure. So for a lot, a lot of this book is stuff I won't ever use. That's you a good know. point. So, so let, let's, let's kind of, let's kind of curve it back down to a little bit of, of, of your point of view and what you're going to be playing then. So, and, and let me kind of, let me kind of rewind it here too, because you are an older vampire player. And, and if we look at the vampire bloodlines of old, right, the, the, the soul blight grave lords are descendant from what is it? Five cursed bloodlines or something well, like that. There were the bloodlines were the Strigoi, which were your flesh eater courts. Now, right. Your Karsteins, which were is Manfred. Okay. Sure. And no, it's not Manfred. It's <laughs> Manfred. Yeah, he's not from West okay. Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's not Manfred. Um, <laughs> and then um, you have your Necrarchs, which are like your um, Nosferatu vampires. Mm -hmm. And then you have your Blood Dragons, which are your knights, of course. And then you have um, uh, there the one. What's the one other? Oh, the, uh, the Lamians. Okay, the Lamians, the female vampires. Um, all of them were great bloodlines. I played a vampire from each one of those bloodlines with my, uh, with my armies back in the day. Okay. My favorite was always the Karsteins, uh, originally, but then when the blood Knights kind of came out, I went crazy because they were something that I had always wanted to see. Sure. They were true vampire knights, and like I said, I've just been playing them ever since. And, and that's where you're going to get into the, the Castelli dynasty, right? That's going to be your build. Yeah, the Castelli dynasty is definitely the way I'm going mm -hmm. because Blood Knights are battle line, and you right. have to have, you know, obviously you have to have your three battle lines. So I have to have, I have to have Castelli as my um, as my dynasty right. for Blood Knights to be, you know, for the army to be legal. Sure. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, that's definitely the way I'm going. I, I definitely like um, uh, the buffs, the the artifacts, and the traits in this one. I think they're I think they're great. I mean, you, you've got the ability to give all, or I guess is it all, or nearby vampires or something that you know, um, certain buffs in the first battle round, which which improves the, the wound you, you yeah, of units by one. And the, there's a lot of little things you can do. Yeah, if you look at the other bloodlines, uh, you'll or dynasties they're calling them now. Dynasties, yeah. If you look at the other dynasties now, they have great stuff. Like I said, um, you never want to listen. Uh, I, I don't care what show you listen to. You never want to ever listen to what someone else tells you about your army. If you feel a certain way and you want to play your army a certain way, play it. Mm -hmm. Don't let other people influence you. Like, you know, we have guys out there that want to play their Graveguard. Well, I could stand here all day or sit here all day and tell you the Graveguard are no good. And they're the worst unit ever when you know damn well that they are good. So don't listen to other people. Like when you're just, I mean, listen to a conversation, hear what people have to say. But when it, when it really boils down to it, guys, you're the one spending the money on the army. That's true. So play the army that you love. Yeah. And don't play the army that, you know, that somebody else is telling you is good because you know what? It may be good for them, but it may be bad for you. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's for, just the way I look at for it. For me, and and your opinion is just as valid as ours. We're just two guys on on you know YouTube talking. Right. That's all we are. Right. We don't pretend to be anything more than that. Nope. 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 We don't. We don't. And I, I think that's I think that's the uh, I think that's why we're kind of like a we're kind of we we kind of give you that bar stool time here on Grimdark Live, man. We're kind of like well, sitting up at the bar. Because this is the kind of conversations that we would have when we would finish gaming. Right. And we would go sit over at a restaurant and we would talk about the game and, you know, discuss things. And yep. th- we have the same kind of, con- you and I, at least, I know we, you know we always have these same kind of conversations here that we have if we were sitting over at a restaurant. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, and you know, to, to keep the conversation going, I think one of the things I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, if I, if I go this route and build this army, which I'm damn close, folks, you got to let me know, man, what's my death army? Uh, I like Legion of Night only because I like the zombies. You know, this is a more uh, sneaky bloodline uh, with their main mechanic being, you know, based around bringing units in from the board edge, a la like my Beast of, of, of Chaos. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Beastie Boys player, folks. Whenever I kind of see similar mechanics that are going to help me kind of master it a little bit quicker, I, I, I jump all over that. Um, and I, I think that, that having those similarities in armies, I think, helps you helps you play it's kind of how i migrated into ogres from my beastmen because they play very very similar um you know they get their own uh list of traits and artifacts you know uh like you know they can ignore battle shock they can increase attack characteristics of their nearby models and all that kind of stuff that they get and you know the book will be out you guys can read it but that's that's my opinion because it really is kind of it it it, it, it it's based around your zombies and skeletons and it also gives them a plus one save making them a you know a lot more survivable than than you know what we've already discussed with you as far as what you know zombies which i think are the the winner winner chicken dinner in this in this army in this book um so if that's what you think then that's the army you should be playing yeah and that's honestly what what i'm what i'm driving towards i think so steve let me let's let's kind of let's kind of wind down before we get to the question of the day here on the show our our little conversation here on our thoughts on on soulblight gravelords uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you close it out here with your thoughts on um, the two big scenery pieces uh, that are that have been shown and are going to be released with the with the uh, the Soul Blight. What are your thoughts? The two big scenery pieces that are going to be released with Soul Blight. Yeah, the the two big uh, uh, well, as it was so aptly put it uh, on the boards, uh, it looks like a monster is up the vampire lady's ass. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the human centipede vampire. The, the human centipede vampire, yes. Um. Okay, I, I I don't want to insult the artist. Yes, please. Yeah, uh, we're not doing that. And I want to make that very clear. Right. Um. Some artists spend a lot of time creating a beautiful model. It is not. It is not my cup of tea. Okay, I'm just going to be you know polite. Mm-hmm. It's not my cup of tea. It is not a model that I will ever purchase, and it is not a model that will ever be in my army. Right. But that means nothing because somebody else may be looking at that thing and thinking, hey, you know, I'm all for the human centipede vampire. Go for it. Play it if you want to. I would never discourage someone from buying a model that just because it looks weird to me. The Jabberslife looks weird to me, but, you know. Watch your mouth. You play three of them. Yeah, exactly. You play three of them. So my and I've point named is. Them. I, I don't have a problem with the models because I know I'm never going to play them. So I'm not going to complain about a model that I'm not ever going to play or purchase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So what do I think of them? I don't care how good their rules are. You would never see them in my army. And that's only because I'm a traditionalist. 
I want a classic vampire lord on zombie dragon. I don't want anything else leading my army. I'm an old, I'm an old school guy. That's mm-hmm. just who I am. However, I do think you are going to see um, limited amounts of people playing them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be a popular model. I really don't. No, I don't think so either. But I do think they're going to be a popular model with artists. Oh, absolutely. I Go- mean, the, I can't the golden even imagine demon what someone like a Vince could do with that, you know, with that model. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I couldn't even imagine what, an, what you know, art, what the artists out there will do with these models. True. True. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you love the model, play it. You know, don't ever, like I said, don't ever let anybody influence you if you want to buy something or if you're interested in something. If you love it, play it. Right. I, it's, just, it's just not for me. Right. It's not, it's not for me. It's not an aesthetic that I care for. But uh, like I said, that doesn't mean a hill of beans to, you know, the next, to the next person who, you know, does like it and does want to play it. Great point, man. Great point. Well, I, I can't say it any better than that. And if I did, I'd probably have a, have a, well, I'd get in a lot of trouble. All right. So we're going to end it right there, folks. And we're going to be right back with the question of the day. Remember what it is? I do. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. So forget all of the epic stuff in Warhammer for a minute. This is the question of the day. What have you learned from it? What have I learned from the game of Warhammer? I learned that you can make friends with people that you might not have ever met um, in any other circumstance. And I think that one of the great things about the hobby is the people we meet. You know, in the the end, guys, what we're doing is we're playing with toy soldiers. So no matter how serious you try to take yourself, you're playing with a toy soldier army as an adult, as an adult, as a grown up. So don't take yourself too seriously and understand the game is not about the game. It's about the people that you meet. It's about the friends that you cultivate in the hobby. And I think that that's probably the most important thing I've ever learned from Warhammer is that, you know, this game is not about the game. It's about the people that you meet. Yeah, I I, um, I don't know that I can really put it any better than that. I mean, for me, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I, I am very thankful for the people that uh, I've met in this hobby. Um, and, you know, for me, this hobby has always been a, a, been, a, been a therapy. But I think the bigger thing that I took from this um, is the realization – uh, and, and what I've learned is that this is something that I can, as a very competitive person, continue to do into my really old years. Um, you know, you can't, uh, you can't box forever. Um, you can't uh, run forever. You can't, there are a lot of things competitively you just can't do anymore as you get older. And when I look at a game like this, 
it, it hits, it checks all the boxes. It gets your mind going. It, 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 it gets you to the point to where a lot of times you, you're standing for a three-hour game at a tournament. And you're engaging that competitiveness that I think a lot of people, uh, especially what I know of as far as in, in, in men, I'm not saying, you know, I think women might go through it too. But I know that um, we, we, we always long for that sense to be competitive. And I think that having this ability... Uh, as well as all the other, th- all the awesome things that come with it—the the friendships, the camaraderie, the different places you get to go. I mean, you go to these crazy cities and places for tournaments that you you would never normally go to, um, and um, and you're able to do things like give to the community, like you know, with Armed Forces Day. But I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from this is um, that it's something that I can continue to do uh, until they throw me in the crow hole, man. And that's uh, that's what I'm looking for. Good stuff. Yeah, I All agree. Right. Well, Steve, you got the question. You got you got the closing thoughts here tonight, man. You ready? I'm ready to I'm go. Turning it over to you, buddy. So, closing thoughts tonight. I think with the coming of AOS 3.0, we should really see this as a time to kind of reinvigorate ourselves and to kind of start fresh. You know, I know that this community can sometimes be a bit tumultuous. And I know that sometimes people disagree with one another over philosophies of gaming, philosophies of how tournaments are run, name it, you know. Uh, I think what's important when AOS 3.0 comes out is that we kind of take a step back and realize what we're really doing here. What we're really doing is we're grown men and women playing with toy soldiers. And we're having a good time with our friends. There's nothing more to it, nothing less to it. It's exactly what we're doing. So if we're going to take those hours out of our lives and away from our family, let's make sure that when we spend that time with our friends and our gaming buddies, that we're making the most out of it. Because in the end, all we're really doing is, as Pat always says, we're pushing around plastic dollies on a table. What's important is the friendships that you cultivate while you're doing that. Because Pat and I never would have met each other under any other circumstance. We never would have been friends under any other circumstance. But because of this hobby, you know, this guy is now my best friend. And the reason he is, is because he's a good guy. He's an honorable guy. And he does his damnedest to help this community grow. May not be the way you want it to grow, but he's helping it grow. He's running tournaments. He's doing things. And there's a lot of other guys that are busting their tail in this hobby and doing the same thing. So when you really think about it here, guys, appreciate the people that you're spending your time with because you don't know how much time you have left. And that's all I have to say. Thanks, Steve. That was awesome, man. And you know what? I, I'm going to just not say anything other than close the show out because I will tarnish all of that. I know it. Um, well, that's a wrap, man. Uh, to all of our, our grimdark goons out there listening and, and to Steve for being back with us on the show, thank you very much. Uh, and that's another great show. And we look forward to having you guys back next time. We discuss all things related to Dice Dragons, Demons, and Dwarves in the Warhammer world. So please don't forget to join us next Tuesday at 730. And also... Please don't forget to hit that like or subscribe button if you haven't already done so. And don't forget to follow our podcast. It's pretty cool. So until we meet again, remember, don't be a short pants. 
Roll them dice fun and fair. Got it? Good. All right, guys. Good night. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out on GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye.